Hello folks, welcome back to the 9 to 5 Athlete Podcast. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello folks, welcome back to the 9 to 5 Athlete Podcast. And we are on episode 98. And I'm here with my very special guest that's missed the podcast two weeks in a row because she's not been feeling well. Um, One week. It was actually meant to happen on the 18th. No, sorry, the 14th, because it was meant to happen before, Mm. before, no, on Valentine's Day, actually. Um, But it didn't. What's happening now? What have you been doing today? I got up and... I wasn't sick and I made breakfast and I spoke to you for about 10 minutes and then I just did my... <laughs> I don't know. Is this such an unnatural <laughs> conversation to be having with you on a podcast? It just feels so... It feels so I, long. I just poured around the house like I usually do until I went to work. In the afternoon, now I'm home, and I managed to get to work at, on time for once. For once, um, not not because I'm always late for work, but because I'm always late for work since being pregnant. Because I'm sick as yeah. a dog. How many times would you say you've been sick since you got pregnant? Since I got pregnant, if you were to estimate, I couldn't even estimate. That it. was one of the questions. To be fair, like how has pregnancy been? Terrible. Terrible. Would not recommend it to anyone. No. I love being pregnant, but I hate feeling pregnant. And I do think I've been unlucky. I think so. I mean, compared to like all my friends who are pregnant at the same time as me or anyone else, no one else seems to have had the sickness. That is the only... I mean, everything else is manageable. Everything else is bearable. But being sick constantly is not but mm. it is easing and now i'm only sick maybe a couple times a day yeah, on a bad just day. a couple yeah but at the start it was like yeah, it was like must have been like be, in du- double figures it could be up to like 15 times a day on bad days and then the headaches started and the headaches are just as bad as the sickness but anyway that, i feel like i could talk about being pregnant for to be fair, I think Days. that would maybe bring in a different audience to the podcast, pregnant women. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, I don't know, I've all, like, having a baby and being pregnant is all I ever wanted and thought it was going to be so magical and I thought it was going to be this child-bearing goddess that was made to carry babies and have loads of them and now I'm just like, hmm. Yeah, it's not quite turned out that way, but... No. Um... Not this one. I think I've I've become immune to your sickness. Like I hear you spewing your guts out in the toilet, and I just kind of go, I don't even I don't even wake up anymore. I don't even blink. But I've become immune to it as well. I've seen that to someone the other at the party, at our little baby party. That they were like, "How are you?" And I'm like, "I just say I'm fine or like I'm good because, in terms of what I was, like I do feel good. But then when I think about what a hundred percent feels like." I feel like 30% of that. Mm. Like, I forgot what it feels like. Me and Ryan were speaking about that. I said, you would not 
be able to wake up every day not that I'm like so much stronger than him because I'm definitely not but you would not be able to wake up every day feeling like 20 to 30 percent of the person you usually are and just carry on yeah I mean you say that but like it's different when you're pregnant because you know you have no choice and this is going to be it and for however long you don't know or until this baby comes out but it is just something you just have to adapt to it like some mornings I'll get up and I kind of don't enjoy being sick but being sick is something that like gives me relief and I don't think of it as something like oh my god I need to be sick I'm like oh I need to be sick and then I know that I'll then eat and then I'll feel better yeah so I've gotten used to it we've got we've definitely gotten used to it but we've had 22 weeks to get used to it so how long's left um that's a genuine question I forget how many 18, well if I'm, if it's a like normal 40 week pregnancy then 18 weeks but and that's another thing I don't understand why pregnancy they say pregnancy is nine months and it's not it's 10 so it just makes no sense yeah really. and anytime someone says it's like it's nine months but what is it? it's technically it's, it's technically 10 well it's it's 10 from gestational because like i don't know if it goes off it's like, gestational like i actually don't know how i don't know but i know that like say when you find out you're pregnant so like when I got a positive pregnancy test mm -hmm. which was as early as possible because I'd been tested and they were negative and then it was positive I was technically well I was four weeks pregnant like because it went from the start of my period that month so it was like that month was already a month of pregnancy and then it's like and I'm also out of breath as well. This is the most cardio you've done in weeks. <laughs> it was like one month, so that's a month, and then you've got nine months after that. So okay. like that's yeah. like gestational wise. But if you were just like measuring from when you, from when your body started producing the hormone and whatever, I don't know. But it is ten months, so it's forty weeks, and we've got eighteen to go. Eighteen to go. But to think that we're twenty-two in. I know that's it. I know everyone says it, but it has like totally flown by. And then everyone I've spoken to over the past few weeks has been like, "Oh yeah, when you get to twenty weeks, it just like flies by." I was like, "The the whole the start of it's flown by." So I'm not sure how quick this next stage is like, going to go. Do you think like March and two days? Today I'm coming up for yeah. six months. Yeah, that's it's, crazy. It went by really really quickly. Um, there's some really like cringy questions in this that. I don't know. I'm, I'm maybe ask some of them. I'm not ask, asking the question Strawn asked. That was inappropriate as usual. And uh, there's a couple that are like just like I, they're too like I don't know. They're too cringy. Um, what, what? Just say one of them. Someone said, "How does it feel being Mrs. Nine to five? Like that's just <laughs> that's a little bit cringy." Yeah, but I think it's just the way they word. Yeah, I know. I think what it essentially means is like how. And to be I'm fair, there was another question. I'm not Mrs. 9 to 5. I'm, yeah, I suppose like, that's a point to make. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Mrs. 9 to 5. I very much, like, understand and respect the whole, that, your well, your lifestyles, like, mm. for one, but also, like, all of your clients and that. Like, I think it's amazing. But I think a lot of people probably expect me to live a similar life. And in some ways, I do 
like a lot of I don't know I think if you went into your like deepest beliefs and like morals and what you wanted out of life we have very similar views on that mm -hmm. just physically wise and yeah routine and I think but routine is something that I do have with yeah. you definitely and I think that the only aspect that's missing out of it is the physical endeavor like you're yeah. you don't like running marathons you don't necessarily like no. going to the gym like you don't like putting your body under massive strain and I think because one thing I've always been a very I don't know it's hard to put it because I don't want it to sound like like I would say I've always been a very content person like with myself like I'm just content I don't mean with the way I look or my body I just mean in general but I don't ever I don't know I don't have that thing in me that's like I need want to do this like me and I have conversations all the time with these people or people that you know have put themselves through like horrible hellish situations because just to prove something to themselves which I've just never felt the urge to do but the more mean you talk about it and the more like I love watching programs and listening to podcasts and that on it and I do get it I just don't have that. You're usually yeah. the one that's still awake watching this like documentary on some sort yeah, of Iron Man and I fall asleep. I, I, do, I am fascinated by it and I, it just doesn't like strike like fire in me to think I need to do that. Like yeah. I have to do that. But I also think that that's one thing I used to think was like a really negative thing about myself was having like not got this like determination to have to achieve this or this like strong will willpower because I don't have that in me but I'm also like it doesn't mean that I'm I just want to like sail through life and just be a failure I just have different motivational factors yeah. which include happiness and calmness yeah and <laughs> I think it. I think it's needed though. Like yeah. I think if both of us were like into doing what I do, like, it would be completely like I don't know. It would be unsustainable. I think we'd both yeah. probably have ten times more. We don't really argue, but we'd have like twenty times more arguments. We'd probably mm -hmm. be competing against each other in some way, shape, or form. And like this for the same token, like we were both. Yeah. If we were both similar to you, then I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't what know what to would say. We do? What would we do? <laughs> Not. Not much. We wouldn't have a house. <laughs> we wouldn't go on holiday. No. Nah, it's not nah. true, but it would. But, it's a fine balance. Yeah, it is. And I think that is why we work so well together, because I definitely think you need it. You need me and I need you. Not in the sense that we wouldn't manage to live without each other, although I sometimes mm. question that. But I think that, yeah, to, like you are so in in everything 100 percent, and sometimes you just need someone to just to chill out that's not be all and end all it's I'd, not you're not gonna die if this doesn't happen i'd probably be bald if i wasn't for you by now yeah i'd probably have lost all my hair from stress but you know, saying that we all we, we both are pretty chilled out people yeah we're, and if we weren't we definitely would not manage to be together because i can't deal with highly strong yeah like i'd hate it as well I hate conflict yeah. no i don't hate conflict i've gotten better at it but like i don't 
especially not relationship conflict like I would mm. I just run away if you start arguing with me like which is maybe sounds a little bit pathetic but like I just hate arguing and you know I just got a, a thought into my head there remember that program Twin Flames I'm, get, so I'm, funny I'm getting someone, that sort of vibes right now someone just <laughs> someone just put a post up this morning someone that I know maybe we could start our own someone that relationship and I'm joking they blurt, they said happy birthday to my twin flame and I was like where have I heard that saying it was just a friend it was like that cultish online coaching oh, relationship yeah. thing which is definitely not what we're doing here um next question we're kind of doing this in a totally random order why are you so good at cooking or no, sorry, someone said it. you're an underpaid chef. Yeah, that's I think it was true. Murray, actually. That's definitely true, I'm underpaid. An underpaid chef. No, I just, um, I don't know how to answer the question, like, but I just enjoy what, cooking. Yeah, like, why Why did you actually get to this point of actually being like, is it just off of, I know I know why, it's like, it's generally just like off of intuition. I know your mum's obviously a good cook as well, but like, it's not like you follow recipes or anything like that. You literally just wing it most of the time. No, food's always been such a big part of my life. Like, from my grannies. I mean, I'd bake with one granny, I'd cook with the other granny when I was younger. And mum's always been an amazing cook. I didn't realise how good of a cook mum was until I started eating other food that wasn't cooked <laughs> by my mum. And was like, well, where is the taste? Why yeah. is there no flavour? So, yeah, just cooking meals with my mom and I would always help if she would let me and then as soon as I can really as soon as I could cook for myself I did and like food programs and YouTube like I still am well, not pregnant because it gives me the book but still I'm just obsessed with watching anything to do with food loads of different cultures like Asian Mexican I don't know. I guess I'm just interested in it. And when me and Ryan go on holiday, finding the food is the holiday, basically. That's actually the first food. thing you think about when I wake up in the morning and then yeah. just it's just the thought process all day. What are we eating next? I think it's just having, yeah, I, I had an interest in food. Like I would see people having these foods or different kinds of foods. And because where we live is very, what would you say? sparse sparse in yeah. terms of there's there's definitely good restaurants and there's good food but it's not like you definitely don't get the choice that, like yeah. it goes without saying you don't get the choice you're in Edinburgh, Glasgow. if i wanted it i was going to have to cook it and i think that's when my cooking started getting a little bit more fancier or that's not it. just like your lasagna and your curries like i would make different things and we would start having like ramen and I was actually thinking this the other day, like, I think you and your mum's cooking probably cured my minor eating disorder because I was like, I was watching you guys cook with like lumps of butter and like cream and that. And I was just like having to get over myself. That is flavour. I had to get over myself so much because I was like, this has how many calories and I don't know, loads. And I've kind of just, since I've been with you over the years, I've totally gotten over the whole calorie tracking thing. And the worrying about what's in foods and what oil I'm using. Don't get me wrong. Some people need to make a conscious effort to look at those yeah. things. But like where I'm at just now, it would be ridiculous for me to be like not eating one of the meals that you'd cook just because there was some more, but there was some butter in it. And you hadn't used yeah. fry like. And that's not every night. No, it's not. Every I mean, there's some nights we would we all sit down to a tea that's like 
a sally bow her burrito bow and it was literally probably some of the cleanest healthiest yeah. foods you could have but that's just what we craved that day and then the other day i want to make us a big bowl of creamy gnocchi with cream and butter and wine and that hits the spot too but it's i don't know i think i've always naturally had like we speak about that because my weight doesn't really fluctuate but i don't know if that's just me just the way my body is but or generally i do eat what's the word like intuitively intuitively where i don't think about i don't think about in terms of like how many calories i'm having or i shouldn't have that because i had a pizza yesterday or i tend to my body tends to crave different things at different times and i enjoy super healthy food but also really not healthy food yeah so i don't know we're always having such a variation i would say when i when i'm I'm not cooking every night just now but when i do cook every night we have a big mix i would say yeah i think you definitely don't have that like you've never had that hyper focus on calories and macros and things like that which is like if everyone could go through their full life never having to worry about that it would be amazing but i think the first time that you dive into any sort of like dieting type stuff like in your early teens or even like there's a lot of like older like adults and that that have maybe started their diet in like the early 2000s and then their brains have just been totally brainwashed by like every diet under the sun weight watchers slimming world calorie tracking and they just can't help but like view food as like a number rather than just like the way that you view it and it's just like just enjoying food for what it is and you're you're obviously lucky genetically in a sense that your weight doesn't fluctuate but it also might just be by absolute chance that the food that you put in your body balances itself out over like week by week month by month because there definitely is times from like before pregnancy or i say i say before pregnancy but probably before the whole past two years because it's been (laughs) stressful but like there was times where i would be we we had been on holiday or i was off work or just times in the month where i would probably was a little bit bigger but never bigger to like come to to notice it or to think that i had to do something about it but yeah and then there's probably times that i was like maybe not eating as much as a norm like i've always since being younger my grand always used to say was it an eating day or is it a not eating day which now (laughs) i realize like how not good that sounds like you would never say that now but i would generally just some days i was really hungry and i wanted to eat all the time and then there would be another day where i would maybe just have like two or three meals and they weren't big meals but i was satisfied and i've always i don't know yeah i don't i'm probably the worst person ever to give out any sort of nutritional food advice because i have always just ate what i wanted when i wanted it but that doesn't mean i just eat junk and chocolate and mcdonald's because I would get sick of that too. Unless it was the first trimester and you ate KFC yeah. every second day. Yeah, but it came up and... It did, so you ate it and then regurgitated it, but it's we'll not like... speak about that. Yeah, no. Next question. Um, This is, again, a kind of adaptation of one of the questions that's there to make it make a little bit more sense because it was just a brief statement. So, like, there's a lot of guys probably listening to this and, like the relationship they have with their partner or guys, girls, flip it around, whatever way you want. It's like for someone that's not maybe as into fitness, 
like you're obviously not as into fitness as I am yeah how do you like how do you deal with that like how do you facilitate me being so into it because I know a lot of partners get like a little bit like jealous resentful over over their partner doing all this fitness stuff and they struggle to know how to hold that space to let them do it it's hard to and then you've you've obviously got to have boundaries in that as well it's a very hard question to answer but that was kind of how it was we have had an issue with really I, I mean I've not had an issue with it the only reason I could think that someone I don't know again you don't want to say but like the only reason I could think a partner would have an issue with their partner going to the gym and looking at looking after themselves in whatever way they want is if they felt some sort of guilt for not feeling the same or I don't know but then they could have kids and like we've spoke about this and been like when when we have our little boy am I going to be like pulling my hair up at the end of the day and you're like I'm away at the gym yeah probably not because that is just so that is just like intrinsically linked into our relationship like the gym is you going to the gym is just it's not even I don't there's not there's never been a time I've said to you really are you going to the gym? <laughs> maybe maybe a couple of times, 8 a.m. in the morning for the run club when you're like, fuck sake, you know, oh, just yeah. like, but like no, you, you never like hold that against me. You're just like, no. oh, you're going away again this early. But I'd say if there was an issue, like maybe if I was if, taking the piss, you would let me if know. If you're asking that because it is an issue or that it probably not to do with them being involved in fitness and going to the gym is probably something else where they feel they want time yeah. spent. They want to spend time together or they want the maybe like if it's coming from the women's point of view, maybe the woman wants some to do something for themselves. Yeah. And doesn't feel like that there's space for that. I don't know, but it's such a hard one when like one person is like obviously ours is kind of yeah. different because we've we've been working through it for years, yeah. but some people I don't know. I, it's hard for me to comment on it, especially when people do have kids, because yeah. as you say, like the mum or the dad that's not into fitness that has to deal with the three kids while you go away to the gym, that's quite a hard one to actually like. Yeah. But I think it's just about setting expectations about what what are you looking to get out of going to the gym or going for a run? Like, what are you, what is it that you're wanting to get out of it, and how is that going to benefit everyone else around about you? Like if you're overweight and unhappy and mm-hmm. tired all the time, then does your partner actually benefit from that? Would you not rather they had this person that was working on themselves and getting fitter yeah. and feeling healthy? Yeah, and but that and and that's definitely true. But that's looking at a much bigger picture, which is not easy to see in the moment of yeah. what are you not leaving to go to the gym like? And I we have to remember you go to the gym at any point of the day yeah obviously to to fit in with your day i'm not not because like you can't but Mm. just because but that it tends to not be later on at night when yeah true because you have sessions and when you have sessions at night i can't i don't have a problem with that either because it's your job but at the same time when you leave the house to go for the pt one-to-one when we've just had tea and literally sat on the sofa for 10 minutes and you're up (laughs) (laughs) yeah well yeah tonight and you're gone 10 minutes later again it doesn't cause any tension it doesn't cause friction but it's one of those things where I'm like oh 
do you have to go? God's sakes. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's a hard one. But I think, yeah, you can't underestimate how much going to the gym is going to benefit the other person. Yeah. And I think it's just like it's yeah. a communicate communication thing at the end yeah. of the day. Like you've got to have, have that um level of like. You yeah. can't just be like, yeah, there definitely has to be a, not a compromise, but you, you both need to be getting what you want out of the situation like you if you've all of a sudden developed an interest in fitness and you want to go to the gym x amount of times a week and you want to do this that and the next thing when before like last month that wasn't a thing Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean because some people do just yeah get into it straight away and your partner's then left like right so but they didn't obviously it's a massive change but like what are they gonna get or what are they gonna do what happens to the time that you did spend together so yeah definitely i think i I always give people the example of like andy and becky they might not listen to this but like they will especially like due to the like having kids thing like and they will go for example he was at the run on sunday yeah and becky was looking after the kids and they went home basically subbed in and then becky went for her run at 11 yeah and I think that's obviously fine if you're both into fitness, but like, say for example, Becky wasn't into fitness and Andy just, he then came home to let Becky have space to go and do whatever she wanted to do, even if it wasn't fitness, then I think that's where you've got to have like that balance of like almost 50-50 if it does work like that. And... I think if you've got a healthy relationship and you've got good communication and you've got good respect for one another, things like that almost go unsaid. Mm-hmm. And it's just how it works I mean it's just you just have to make it work you if there's any sort of selfishness or one-sidedness to a relationship and then you put that in on top of it then yeah there's gonna be problems for sure um a couple of people asked about this as well um where are you at with your well not they didn't ask this directly again I'm kind of manufacturing the questions like you're gonna burp go for that (laughs) that's allowed um, where are you at with like your mental and physical health other than the obvious spewy sickness yeah sorry I'm still burping <laughs> I'm good well there are two very two very different things obviously but mentally I'm better than well I'm not going to say better than ever because pregnancy and expecting a baby and the thought of birth and all of the things to come are very scary and definitely do make my anxiety spike but because I've just I'm I'm just taking for granted that they know what's happened in the past yeah I mean you could you could briefly say because I know not everyone that's listening is actually going to know oh you can go go back to that trauma if you want but obviously well I'll just say that I had a stroke I had to get heart surgery and it was a long a long process but the saying I had a stroke and had had to get heart surgery sounds very dramatic which it is but the worst part of it all for sure was the the mental health side of it yeah my mental health just I've always been an anxious person but the I don't know that just was something else and the anxiety was uncontrollable and I just felt the anxiety was 
me. Yeah, that was like, the kind of that, just, that was the worst thing, wasn't it? At the end yeah. of the day, like there, there's probably a lot of people that uh, don't get me wrong. Nobody going through that is going to is going to no. enjoy it. They're not going to have a good time. But like you know, some people will like you know your oh. stubborn fifty year old man. He'll probably just like go through it. Yeah. Going, ah, I'm all right. I'll be fine. But like no, it just spiraled. It just got worse and worse and worse, and I just could not get a handle on it. And then it went into depression, which was terrible, as you would imagine depression is. But yeah, it was just just a bad time. But then with therapy, and I went on holiday, and I got <laughs> my heart fixed. I mean, getting the surgery at the end of it all was just the key to. Yeah. I mean, but I have. I should. I should like preface that by saying that my anxiety is health anxiety so obviously all anxieties can make you feel similar but they're definitely very very different which is something that I learned even just like I think everyone in the world who has anxiety like genuine like a condition of anxiety will be different so like trying to find a solution to it is so hard and it probably takes years and i'll probably never have a full solution to it i'll probably never not have it Mm -hmm. but um just trying to understand it which i definitely did and obviously i spoke about it all the time which i just think and even when i did speak about it there was certain people in my life our lives that would like not have an issue but would feel the need maybe thought my anxiety wasn't so bad or the depression wasn't so bad because I was happy to talk about it and I wanted to talk about it and a lot of people maybe have an issue with that because they would say that yeah I know you you know what I mean They, they might think that you're just saying it for attention or you're a bit pathetic no and... it's, it's gently just like grows arms and legs like you yeah. think like you think you've got well I mean you know you, you thought you had one thing and then it was the next thing and like you yeah. could have diagnosed yourself with trench foot if you if you looked at your foot long enough yeah and googled it but it's uh no I just mean like talk I think I'm trying to think how I got out of it like from being so bad to then getting out of it and it definitely was just talking through it getting help actually just admitting that you needed help mm-hmm. which everyone says is the hardest part which definitely is the hardest part because you almost feel I think that's when I was at my lowest was like when you you were like you're gonna need to do something about it and my mom was like right you need help and then you're like oh my god I need help like I'm I'm this bad that I actually need help like I'm not just anxious like no you like you feel like you've got a mental condition and you might need to be somewhere like that is how it feels that when you say when you say it but actually I don't know I could talk about it for ages but as soon as you go down the road of getting help and people actually asking you big big questions and you have to think of an answer it's really like eye-opening but in terms of so yeah I just went off on a tangent which I knew it would but um, in terms of how I feel now, it's like night and day compared to that. But um, yeah, there's always things. 
there's definitely always things. I mean, my anxiety could spike at the slightest thing because it is health anxiety and because I'm so aware of my body. I feel everything in my body. I mean, probably like more than 99.5% of the population. I feel every muscle. I feel everything in my heart. I feel everything in my head. I feel everything all the time. And if I focused on any of it, for hopefully you'll know when your water breaks. Yeah, if I focused on any of it for uh, any amount of time, I would definitely go down a rabbit hole, and that could end in quite a bad place, like weeks down the line. But I don't let myself do it, and think that's what I'm trying to say is I've learned from it, and I've understood my anxiety, which. I just didn't because it almost felt like it came out of nowhere. Now I've realised I didn't have it all my life. I just kind of went under the radar until something really bad happened. And yeah, I don't think there's much worse than getting told you're going to get open heart surgery, which obviously didn't technically happen in the end. Ideally, <laughs> like you no, got it wasn't the, open, the yeah. catheter, but um, yeah. that was obviously knowing that you've got to get that done. And what was it like six or seven months to sit on that information? Yeah waiting for that to happen was probably the thing that made it multiply inside your head um but luckily when you actually get the operation obviously it takes like a massive amount of load off of you um but you'll know how to deal with it better next time if anything else does happen yeah my men, i think i do definitely know how to deal with things better now and mentally i feel very happy and content and love where our life is going apart from feeling the way I do it but again like accepted the feel like not feeling well in pregnancy is just part of it but and physically in terms of my physical health I don't really know I'm still waiting on my consultation which should happen next month about my heart but fingers crossed it's all doing the right it would be great if it was if it was good with having that baby in there but you know I mean yeah, got a wee device in it to close the hole. So if that stayed there, then we should be all good. But my physical health, it was just such a shock and it was such a fluke, the the stroke. I mean, I was very unlucky having a clot pass through my heart that went to my brain. I mean, loads of people have holes in their hearts and that'll never, ever happen to them. So I've not got poor physical health. I just had a hole in my heart, which left me with a really mm. bad situation but you mean you literally got the you got the operation went on holiday you maybe had like a a couple of weeks of normality and then you got pregnant it was like oh yeah which we obviously wanted to get pregnant yeah. and we had been wanting to get pregnant for quite a while but we didn't also think about getting pregnant that month and actually those couple of weeks just felt like bliss i don't know if they did for you but they did for me yeah like you could tell that you were obviously in a different headspace and you were like you i remember trying to get to sleep at night and you were just i'm not saying you were blethering anything but you were having yeah it was definitely blethering you were blethering and having some deep conversations with me as i was trying to get to bed and i was like i've not heard you say anything like that in months Mm -hmm. but yeah i had just been a shell of a human who couldn't even i couldn't think of anything else apart from dying like basically that was all I thought about was the fact I was either going to die or I had a condition that was 
going to deteriorate and I was going to die at the end of it. So that sounds dramatic to anyone and sounds probably just like I'm a hypochondriac, but there is a difference. I'm not going in. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> into the, the technicalities of that. But, but yeah, it just felt, um, yeah, that was just uh, thinking you're going to die for a year and then getting surgery to fix something and having therapy to help the other issues and then going on holiday. It was just like some sort of euphoric. It was a good holiday. It was a good holiday. And obviously we were looking at our wedding venue as well, which was just, that's why we were there. So, and to think at one point, I didn't even think I was going to get married. You were telling me to cancel it and have it in Winning Head Hall. Because I thought I was going, I I don't even even want to say half of the thoughts I had at that time because they sound so sad, but they were really sad. And then to realise that that wasn't the reality and that I was going to get to live you were going to be just all right. This life and get married and have babies was. So here's the next question then. And maybe you've not thought about this too much because I know you're very much a, um, what do you call, what's the saying again? What? Fly by the, oh, what is it again? I can't <laughs> yeah. even remember it. Fly by the. Something about seat. I can't remember. Anyway, like you're very much a day, day by day person. You're not someone that thinks too much about like. Yeah. 10 year goals five year goals but like what like what would you like i mean yeah this, i know what the answer is going to be for this so it seems like a little bit of a pointless question but like yeah, you know what it's going to is be. there any like goals you've got for the next one two three four five years whatever way you want to shape it what do you think i'm going to say that i don't really think there's much i don't really think there's much else that you really want in your life other than to give birth to your baby our baby our baby boy. and then yeah just everyone be healthy and happy like i think yours are pretty they are but pretty I, down earth. They, yeah my goals in life i mean i have short short small <laughs> small and like short-lived goals yeah like if you ask me at one point what like i might have a goal for that week or yeah. for next month your goal for the next hour is to get some yeah. chicken wings yeah exactly but i think if any all through my life up until now and probably forever more if someone asks me what my five year goal my 10 year goal is it will always just be for happiness and healthiness and a family basically and to spend time with not just the family that we make but our families yeah and go on nice holidays even that i'm not overly well I, i'm i love going on holidays. you love them. I, I do sometimes yeah. they drag you on random trips yeah. where you've just you've not really signed up for it but you're going yeah. anyway and and to have a nice house i've always having, yeah it'd be nice to have a like, family I'm, house. I'm such a homebody that having um even this flat is it's flat's amazing. amazing like if it had a garden it would be like i wouldn't want yeah. to move just to, i just like to take pride and care and where we i just think it's so scottish pride and care pride and care <laughs> <laughs> no i just like to have a nice space to come home to and i'd probably say a nice house family happiness and health that's it that's it and that's probably 
Oh, and dogs. And dogs um, as that, well. My, that is definitely, definitely my five-year goal at the moment because I know we can't have dogs here because I didn't want them to have a garden and yeah. I've wanted a dog since we basically were together, since we moved out and I had to leave Obos at home because he is my dog. But I need, I need, my, I need a dog. need your own dog. Well, that'll be the first move we make. So that's my five-year goal, but... That's it. That's it. Quick fire. I'm kind of making some of these up as I go along, but some of them I did genuinely get asked. Um, what was the first one now? What's my most annoying trait or annoying thing that I do? Oh. <laughs> never even... I don't know. We've never asked each other that before, have we? I can think of one off the top of my head. What, that I would say for you? No, that I would say for you. Oh, brilliant. Leaving coffee cups and glasses around the house. Oh. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's pretty, you're doing pretty well. That's the only thing that... If, if my honest, most annoying trait about you, and it's something that I have just accepted over time and it probably won't change, is because Ryan spends a lot of the time at home... Oh, actually, now that I've just said that, I can actually <laughs> think of so many that involve the house. But if I'm staying clear of, like, cleaning housekeeping ones because I feel like every girl's going to say the same things about their partner and the toilet and dishes in the sink and yeah cleanliness ones but in terms of your annoying trait for me it's when you because you spend so much time at home and when I am home and I try to speak to you I get very little out of you like almost one word answers for the majority of the day and then at night I'll get a little bit more because you're finished work. And at the weekends, obviously, I get most of you. Fully fledged. But because, uh, because you're in work mode, and like as you tell me, you're basically at an office doing work. <laughs> you make a consultation call if you want to speak to me. And get, get to chat because I'm probably most talkative at like random points during the day. And yeah. you're very much your mind somewhere else and I get nothing out of you which is annoying and I wish that you would sometimes just be able to shut your brain off for like snippets but I know you can't do that because you have to stay in it but if you could just turn off work turn off normal yeah. conversation and then turn work back on but you can't do that mm, phone my PA yes what is your like death, well, not death Romeo. I don't just like what's your favorite? Like, no, if you could only have one starter, main, and dessert, and it was your last meal, what would it be? Soggy toast. Soggy toast. <laughs> starter. Ooh. Bruschetta. Mm. No. No. I do like that. Probably something fancy for a starter. What the? Maybe like a baked goat's cheese. What? Where's or the? Or maybe like scallops. Yeah. Something nice, but my main would probably be just. I'd have to go to Italy for it, but it would be either a simple, like really good pasta. Like really good pasta, like really good. a Florence pasta or a margarita. 
pizza. Wrong. I stole another. So? Uh, my dessert would be... I'm not too much of a dessert person. But it would probably just be a really nice thin crepe with Nutella mm. and sliced strawberries folded up and given to me in a cardboard <laughs> cone and eat it on the street. On the, on the street. <laughs> on the street of somewhere warm, not here. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm trying to think of any of the other questions I've got for you. Um, two discarded baby names. Um, well, I do have my list, but... Can you think of just two random ones that you didn't, so someone can maybe steal them if they want? Yeah. Um, well, for a boy... I won't say the name that we're using, obviously, no. but and um, Harris was on the list for a long time, and I mm. still love the name Harris, but it was I think I don't know commonly used recently. Yeah, I know you shouldn't let that change what you're going to call your baby, but like I've literally seen like seven yeah. of them in the past month. I've always liked that, and our girl's name. I guess I've told most people, so I can say that if. We have a girl, and still if we have a girl, it will be called Ruby, because that was our chosen name, and we'll that was still the use plan. it. And, yeah, I mean, there is more, but that it was always that one. I mean, I love Bonnie for a girl. Mm -hmm. I always loved Bonnie, but Ryan's not as keen. Not as keen. What about your favourite Netflix programme you've watched in the past oh, six I months? No, I can barely remember. Drive to Survive. Because <laughs> you've watched most of that without me. I can barely remember the programs that we're watching currently. Never mind no, last no. year. Watch a lot of net. Well, <sighs> do we watch a lot of Netflix? We we no. just like get a series, go through it, and then have nothing to watch for like months. We'll on always what we always watch the one that everyone's watching. Yeah, I would say we we're not like we don't go on a deep dive for like finding some obscure program. No. Oh, somebody feed Phil. I mean, that filled up most That's of That's back on Friday, so you better get ready to en enjoy watching well, food. I really struggle to watch food programmes because I just don't know what's going to come up and I might have to evacuate. No, you'll be fine. Mm. Well, I think we've taken around about an hour there. Have you got everything off your chest that you wanted to? No, now I just feel like I spouted, like, went into some really deep, that's fine though, that's what it was meant to be them. about. I like to finish my conversations. <laughs> I, think you, I think you got quite a decent <laughs> amount across. Yeah, I know, but like when I go into, when I go into big topics, yeah, I know, you like could... ask Nicole, if we go into a big topic of anxiety or if we go into talking about babies and life, we'll be there for hours. Yeah, you could probably make this like a three-hour Joe Rogan-style podcast if I you wanted to. I think most girls will agree, if you start a conversation like that, it goes and it goes and it goes until it comes to a natural end. Mm. But podcast is like, okay, we're done. Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, we'll maybe bring you back for another time. I think you did all right. Well, I just chatted. And you probably heard it all before. No, I don't think so. There could be potentially 286 million people listen to this if everyone on Spotify listens, but... Did no one want any relationship advice? Eh? <laughs> Did no one want any relationship advice? I'm good with that, too. I think you, I think you <laughs> gave some trick. No, I'm I think definitely you, not. Nah, to be fair, I think you, there was little snippets me, in there. I thought, I don't know. I didn't know what the questions were, but I thought more people would want 
me to tell them about you rather than me. Yeah, I know. I didn't. I didn't really want to go into that too much. I just. I think people have heard enough about me on this podcast. Yeah, but they've only heard it from you. They don't know the things yeah, that I, I suppose. Know. Well, what would what would the last question be then? It's like, what? I don't know. What no, are I'm the just questions? Kidding, by the way. It's not like you've got any what about, deep, dark secrets. What about but... no? There, to be fair, the first question I kind of missed was like, mm. what has changed in me since you met me to now? Like everything, but and nothing at the same everything time. And nothing. Like since I met you, it's funny because obviously we've known each other for a long time. Probably wouldn't know. I don't think we could even say when we first knew who, who each other were I mean probably school forever. at some point but and then obviously I've always known you and your friends but in terms of when I actually when I met you and like in 2020 2019 20 probably 2020 I think that, that I would say that's when I met you but I knew you well enough to have a conversation hence how it all began but downstairs downstairs but um yeah from that person to the person you are now is just been such a like gradual growth of a person I don't think I didn't even truly know who you were back then I didn't, didn't know how much you had struggled with your like finding yourself and how you were so lost mm. in what you were doing. I mean, I, that wasn't something I was aware of at the time. But now, like, from considering you didn't have a business to now having this business, and also you didn't know if you wanted to even stay here or have a relationship to... I would have been... And now you're away to be a dad. Like, there's so much that has changed. I don't know where I would have been but, had I not met you. I'd probably been in the Congo or something like that. It's it's hard to say because I met you at such a it's such a turning point. Yeah. In both of our lives, really. That yeah, the change is I mean, so much has changed, but also the person that you are has never really changed. And do you think it's quite funny I met you and Joe Parrish at the same time? Yeah. It was like two best people in your life. Basically, well, <laughs> yeah. To be to be fair, I give you a lot of credit, but I'll, I'll maybe not put him in. The, nah, to be fair, he's he's you guys both coming into my life at the same time was quite a blessing. I mean, I was what was I working at Amazon at the time, and I was just like, "What the fuck am I doing with my life?" I know that's crazy. I was doing night shift, like night texting shifts. you. You you were to be fair, you'd be going to sleep. And I'd be just like texting you as I was leaving for you work. You text me saying night at half past eight in the morning, and I'd be getting up. I'd actually go and hide in the toilet sometimes and just and just text you. Yeah, that was in our love story honeymoon phase. Yeah, that was. And you'd get the first couple. Well, no. To be fair, I think the first good like months of seeing you, I was like sleep deprived from that, and I quit that pretty rapidly. Yeah. I think because it was the start of our relationship and it was all very exciting and new, I will have definitely gotten the best of you. Mm -hmm. And we were getting to know each other and that's exciting. So we were doing fun things and like we we were, yeah, we were giving each other the best sides of ourselves. but I wouldn't have truly known 
how you felt back then as in terms of as a person and compared to who you are now who obviously I know like inside and out is yeah well, I think what are we having for tea? Or what are you having for tea? No, you're having you're having chicken wings and rice or something. I might actually have some of that as well. I'm getting hungry. Now. It's bad how often I eat it. It's not bad because it's But it's just it's pelicious for anyone that's wondering. I know it doesn't sound It takes a lot brilliant. of stick in this town, but I'm telling you, it's actually not bad. Like if you get a, you can get a salad, rice and chicken, which is I mean, I don't know, I don't know I don't know the macros, I don't know how healthy it is i know most of it's us never are. made me ill it's never made me ill either the chicken is always cooked well salad fresh and spicy rice and sometimes peri peri chips just what can go wrong basically like a b-tech nando's yeah give it a bash so oh nice. wait a minute need to talk about the sponsor johnny smith calling him smith okay um <laughs> do you want me to do that yeah you can do it <laughs> Stay clear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, just a little mention to him. Um, I always mention him. I say I always mention him, but I occasionally do forget, and I've taken all the way to the end. And I think, um, I think everyone that started listening to this podcast will probably have went all the way to the end, and nobody will have dropped off halfway through because they find Ellie really interesting, riveting, riveting, and now you should buy a washing machine. It doesn't matter if you need um, one or not. He's Reliable, trustworthy, always only ever happy to help. Only been late for one session ever. Yeah. In all of my I mean, three this, years of PT and him. This is it's not a sponsorship for him as this is, a we're person. just we're sponsoring for Johnny in general. It's his business. No, we're sponsoring Colin M. Smith, not just Johnny. There's more than just Johnny who works there. Yeah. They're all a bunch of good people and they sell some great TVs, washing machines, dishwash, and no price match. And no price match. So uh, there's not really a reason to go anywhere else. If you go to Curry's, you're full. If you go to any other, whoever it's else. It's all about the aftercare with appliances, isn't it really? It is. If you buy an appliance from Curry's or anywhere else and something goes wrong, you'll have a hard job getting anywhere. But if you got it from Johnny, you just phone him and say, Johnny, this isn't working anymore. And that'll be fixed for you probably within the you next like couple a, days. need like a discount code or something, like 10% off your next washing machine with yeah. RLS code. Yeah. Or Johnny can just um, give me a, a Ninja Creamy like he said. He was, yes, Ninja Creamy. I need to get one of those for the summer to make my own ice cream. If anyone has one. Yeah, if anyone has one, if it's good or not, let me know if it's actually good. £200 quite a lot, but... I would be willing to make that investment if it actually made good ice cream because I would ice make cream like is his love language. heaps of protein ice cream. Yeah, that's a good one for them all to know. The ice cream is actually full on your love language. And if anyone buys your ice cream, you probably will fall in love with them. That's why I fell in love with you. I never bought you it. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. We'll end on that note. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>